the Business Buzz Podcast. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz right here on VARFM 88.1. My name is Modiwa Mob Justice Covers and I'll be your host until about 8 p.m. tonight. Thank you so much. It is a Thursday, which means we're going to be here giving you a roundup of uh, the world of business and how the world of business and money is affecting you. We're broadcasting right here live from our studios in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. What does the show look like today? We're going to be having our first jobs show um, every couple of weeks we tried to have a show centered around jobs you know so that young people uh, can know and understand uh, what the jobs market is looking like we know that uh, South Africa's unemployment is looking um, quite heavy at the moment I think official levels are sitting at around 27 percent with the youth unemployment sitting at some of its highest levels um, in recent memories so this is just our little bit to help so we're going to be doing that Uh, for today's focus around around jobs are going to be looking at services that have to do uh, with uh, matching employers um, with uh, potential employees, graduate with employers and the like. Um, so a lot of people have services. Uh, so we're going to be having a telephonic discussion with Kahiso from uh, Harambe Youth Employment Accelerator. And in studio, we're going to be having uh, Justin uh, Mokabuki and uh, Tabiso Mpilane from the VITS Graduate Recruitment Program. Uh, both uh, different organizations that are matching people up uh, with potential employers, corporates, governments, uh, state-owned enterprises and the like so that's how the show is going to be looking like also coming up for the next hour on the other side of this we're going to be giving you the business wrap that's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business economics and economics news and then we're also going to be giving you our buffalo index where we give you the state of your 100 rand remember that you can keep in touch with us on social media on facebook we have our fm that's voice of vits and then you can also catch uh vits radio academy that's our other facebook page on on Twitter, we're at VowFM and our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. On WhatsApp, we're 0840784912. And remember that podcasts of the Business Buzz show are available on vits.journalism.co.za. So, yeah, make sure you keep it locked. We are here until 8 p.m. Remember, this is the Business Buzz. More justice on the Business Buzz. It's time for us to give you the business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and new economics news. And on the line, we're joined by uh, Lebo Pasha, who is uh, from Farm. So he is a strategy and management consulting, uh, giving us that roundup. How are you, Lebo? Oh, I'm good, Madura. Greetings to you and the VARFM listeners. Now, I understand that uh, there's a lot going on out here in the economy, but more than anything else, um, what seemed to be rumors a couple of days ago about a possible fuel price increase, um, are actually it's actually going to materialize. But I also understand that government is considering a, a fuel price cap. Can you let us know what's going on here? Yes, um, government is trying to soften the blow for, for the listeners and the rest of the South Africans out there. But um, the Department of Energy announced in October 2018 that it is investigating a hard ceiling for 93 unleaded fuel and that the aim of the price ceiling would be to shield motorists from the harsh impacts of petrol price increases. However, economists warned that this would further drain depleted state coffers as the government would have to pay for the cost of fuel above this price ceiling. And on Wednesday, our stats essay um, released March 
uh, inflation figures of 4.5% versus 4.1% for the month of February this year. And transport costs were among the major contributors to high inflation. Transport costs were in turn driven higher by escalating fuel prices. The good news is that uh, inflation has remained in the Reserve Bank's target range of 3 to 6% for the past 24 consecutive months. And petrol prices are going to increase again um, this month. This is definitely a forecast. Last month, we had an increase of 74 cents per litre um, for March as the rand weakened against the US dollar and Brent crude oil prices lifted. So I guess now it, it begs the question of uh, what does this you know what does this mean uh, for South Africa because you know I understand that 3,000 super rich are leaving um, the country is this all part of the same thing or is this just a different issue altogether um, we've got 3,000 super rich individuals leaving SA and this is from a research report that has stated that 3,000 super rich South Africans have emigrated from South Africa over the past 10 years and that these people are being super rich that is are defined as people who are dollar millionaires and are worth more than one um, million dollars or equivalents of about 14 million rand yeah these people have left south africa and are living for um more than half a year in the new country so they have now become residents of a new country and most of these individuals have moved to the us the uk and australia but surprisingly mauritius is um, the only African country on that list of popular residency destinations mm. or high net worth individuals. Yeah. And these individuals are drawn by the island nation's business-friendly environment and low tax rates compared to the rest of Africa. And I think also the, the, the warm beaches and um, <laughs> the beautiful resorts are also a big draw card. Yeah. And wealth is defined as all the assets that are owned by an individual, including their property, cash, shares, and other business interests, held by these people, reduced by any debt um, that these people have incurred. And um, the report also estimates that about 42% of South Africa's total wealth is held by high net worth individuals. Because I was then going to ask, why does uh, the immigration of the super rich actually matter to the rest of us? So the report points to um, the movement of high net worth individuals being an indicator of a country's health and the attractiveness of the economy. And this is because high net, worth, high net worth individuals are the most able to move should there be any signs of political and economic strife in a country. So they're the most mobile. And economic theory also links a country's ability to access capital to its ability to drive economic growth. So when these individuals leave, they take the capital that we need to drive um, South Africa's economic growth with them. And how can South Africa actually hold on to some of these super-rich citizens? Um, In 2018, South Africa had more than twice the number of dollar millionaires than any other African country. And the biggest draw cards are South Africa's world-renowned private healthcare facilities, our top-class private schools, and access to to shopping malls and luxury goods. So where all of these rich people could spend their money. So I think we're doing quite well on that front. And that should probably um, 
still be a big draw card going forward when they compare South Africa to the rest of the continent. Now, moving on to the rest of the continent, as you've just alluded to now, in regional news, I understand that a currency crisis is at the center of uh, al-Bashir's toppling? Yes, money. Money is always at the center of a lot of our <laughs> issues. Money and politics are, are almost married. And yes, um, a currency crisis has been blamed for the fall of the controversial Sudanese president, Omar al-Bashir. Yeah. Um, the Sudanese leader has faced uh, the same faces, uh, fate as um, long-standing president of Zimbabwe, um, our neighbor, and most recently Algeria as well. And al-Bashir's government fell after months of strikes protest against corruption, economic mismanagement, and violent repression. The final straw for most Sudanese um, citizens who took part in the youth-led protest was the government's inability to manage a shortage of foreign currency. And this caused hyperinflation and led to an accelerated decline in living standards for most normal citizens in that country. The biggest change for the country came from the, the succession of South Sudan in 2011, um, which was which was Africa's youngest nation formed in in 2011, um, and this led to Sudan losing all of its oil fields and up to 60% of the state's revenues. The situation was worsened by increased government spending and trying to peg the Sudanese pound against major currencies. Zimbabwe also pushed out um, its long-serving president Robert Mugabe in 2017 as a dollar squeeze caused chaos in the country. Um, the ruling party in Angola also uh, pressured then-President um, Jose Eduardo dos Santos to step down earlier than he planned. And um, the new Angolan government then devalued the Kwanzaa immediately after taking over to ease the shortage of uh, foreign currency. So currency is definitely at the center and money is at the center of some of um, the regime change across the continent. And we've seen similar events uh, going on in Algeria. What was behind that regime change? Um, with Algeria, um, Algeria's uh, President Abdelaziz Bouteflika was also forced out of power this month. Um, the 2014 crash in oil and gas prices cut the North African nation's dollar earnings significantly, and Algeria spent more than a hundred billion US dollars trying to prop up um, the economy and prop up the currency, the dinar, and avoid major devaluation or having to go and look for bailouts from the IMF. It took longer than Sudan, but the citizens of the country have eventually thrown in the towel and sought regime change. So will we be seeing, I think something our listeners might be wondering is, uh, will we see other crises uh, this year from oil-producing nations? Yes, it's, it's, it's looking quite alarming when you look at um, what's happening across the globe with all producing nations. But um, all producing nations and developing countries have gone through a difficult macroeconomic period over the past five years um, as oil prices have uh, dropped drastically. And Venezuela is another country to watch. The country has now got inflation of more than a million percent. The current president, Nicolas Maduro, is hanging on to power by the very thinnest of threads as the citizens of the country decide on his future. Aftershocks of the political situation in Venezuela and in other um, oil-producing developing countries will definitely uh, manifest in our petrol prices as South Africa.
So that was us on the line with our financial expert, that's Lebo Pasha, who is a strategy and management consultant from FOMSOL, uh, giving us a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. As you heard, the government is actually considering a fuel price cap. Uh, around 3,000 super rich have left um, South Africa. And then the last thing is uh, in regional news, uh, currency crises seem to be at the center of uh, some of the toppling of some of the biggest leaders and uh, long-term rulers of uh, African countries in recent years. On the other side of this, we let you know the state of your 100 rand. This is 89. Uh, this is the Business Buzz. The, the Business Buzz. On today's Buffalo Index, as a part of the show, we give you a roundup of what your 100 rand is looking like. Uh, we decided to look at what it costs um, to have uh, recruitment agency services. So we're just going to keep this one short. Uh, basically, it's interesting to note that um, so a lot of recruitment agents themselves actually charge around 60 rand an hour for their services. And then, um, interestingly enough, that's just under uh, that's just under one Buffalo or about half a buffalo and then uh, interestingly enough per year um, on average according to certain research um, recruiters are actually being paid around 145,000 rand a year which is 1,450 buffaloes so a very interesting fact about uh, you know people that are that are uh, putting together recruitment services and the like so yes that's it in terms of our buffalo index for today uh, we just decided let's keep this one short and simple um, we're going to be having some uh, people that deal with recruitment on the other side of this as we get into our main topic. This is the Business Buzz. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Welcome back to the Business Buzz. Today we are talking uh, recruitment. It is our first jobs show for 2019. Uh, we're here to just let you as the youth know about uh, what's going on in the jobs industry, uh, some of the opportunities that are available and some of the things um, that you need to know. I think at the moment South Africa's inf- um, official unemployment is sitting at around 27%, uh, but unofficially people say it's that it's sitting closer to 37 38% and we know that youth unemployment is sitting at at quite a, a high level so we thought that uh, this is definitely something that needs to be addressed um, so on the line we are joined by uh, Kakiso who is from Harambe but before we get into that remember that uh, you can join us on Facebook we are our FM that's Voice of Vits and you can also find us uh, our other Facebook pages uh, Vits Radio Academy on Twitter we're at VowFM and then our hashtag is hashtag business Buzz. So, as I said, we are joined on the line uh, by Kagiso Monyatsi, who is from Harambe Youth Employment Accelerator, uh, just to let us know about what they are doing. How are you, Kagiso? I am good, and yourself? Thank um, you for the time. And thank you so much for being here with us. Um, so, can you just let our listeners know a little bit more about uh, Harambe Youth Employment Accelerator, uh, why it was founded, and the work that you guys are doing? Okay, no, thank you. Thank you. Uh, good, good morning, uh, wonderful listener of Wow FM. Okay, so basically, Harambe is a not for profit um, social enterprise which was founded in 2011 by a group of companies called Yellowwood Investments. I mean, Yellowwood um, is a company that owns the likes of your uh, Teleshow, Pollard, got shares in Lion and Nando's, and so on. So now, 
just by that background, we can actually have an idea that um, because it's mostly their opportunities are in the um, uh, insurance and call center industries, they were struggling to get um, candidates or, or job seekers to, I mean, uh, get those opportunities in the call center insurance industries uh, because employers were looking for work experience. Basically, they said, we have to come up with a solution here. And then they started a, a social enterprise called Harambe Youth Employment Accelerator, which was geared at, at, at incubating young people into the world of work through, um, you know, work assimilation, i.e. somebody who has to work for a call center, you, 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 you guide them, you look at their learning potential, and, and do role plays, give them role plays to see how they will actually cope at a call center environment. So since then, I mean, we've worked with a lot of companies, we've grown to over 450 network of uh, employers across all the industries in South Africa today. So how do um, young people actually uh, go about being part of the process or uh, making use of your services? Uh, do you guys charge for your services? And uh, in terms of the actual applying, how does the process work? What type of documents are needed? Okay, my favorite question, the Benjamin one. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> in terms of the bottom line, fortunately, we are fully funded by the jobs fund uh, through our national treasury. Um, our government has been generous enough to, to, to support us in that regard. Um, so we also funded by for, um, international donors or so MasterCard Foundation as one of them. Yeah. Um, so, so as such, we don't charge any fee. Okay. Um, so in terms of young people to, I mean, how to, to get into our system, it's very, very easy. They can actually register on www.harambi.mobi. It's our Mobi site. Yeah. For those who, who are in Gauteng, I mean, uh, they can actually go to www.tepo.mobi, uh, which is uh, also a, a partnership or sponsorship that we got through Gauteng Provincial Government. So mm. that's how they can register. It's, it's, it's fully online. However... Uh, they can actually even visit our offices. In Joburg, we are at uh, um, 70 Fox Street, and then in Pretoria, we are at 420 Festival Street in Hadfield. Yeah. So yeah, once, once oh, uh, no, sorry for interjecting because I was just going to then say, um, given the process you're now telling us about, once a person actually then applies, um, what what happens after they do they immediately um, start receiving job offers, um, or do they stay on your system and if something comes up, um, they get alerted? How does that work? Okay, absolutely. So, so our primary uh, call and function is to actually to get young people ready for the world of work. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, for example, for every hundred that get uh, into our system and register, at least ten percent or fifteen percent are eligible for opportunities with our employers. Now, the rest, uh, the seventy-five percent, we guide and coach them on where and how to get a job and take, and I mean, stay in that job because one of the functions is to make sure that young people stay in their jobs. They don't know, have scorn. We teach them on how we guide them on professionalism, mm. work, 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 work etiquette, um, communication, interpersonal communication. So those are the nitty gritties that we 
we look at when we when we guide this, this young young people. So it's a one day work seeker support training. People come. People are usually confused with a job interview. It's not a job interview. So when they <laughs> register on on our database, whether online or they, they submit their CV, um, um, so what happens is um, they they will get an SMS to say welcome to Arambe, congratulations, and, and and so on and so forth. Yeah. And then they will get a follow up SMS to invite them to our to our offices for one day assessment. Ideally, they have to be there around seven o'clock in the morning, where they spend oh, the wow. entire day with, with, with assessment. And that's also part of the indi- uh, one of the indicators that we used to say. If you say to a young pe- person who's used to waking up at ten, mm. can they be in the office at seven or half past six? <laughs> Things like that. You know, that tells us that person is hungry for opportunity. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, because waking yeah, up at seven a.m. for young people—that's very hard. I know. So you have to be. A superhero, you know, you have to <laughs> to be Marvel uh, superhero to achieve that. Once you get that, I mean, that's the first indicator that yeah, it's good to go. Yeah, yeah. and then and then from there, I guess uh we've got that process um uh, but then what are some of the companies um because one you you mentioned earlier that you guys have a number of companies that you've worked with and i yes, think yes. for some of our listeners they might be like hmm, who are the who have they worked with you know that we might be interested in yes yes yes, yes. so so we are very very privileged and fortunate uh to be working with 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 those companies that we are working with I mean, government is also one of our employers. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, they, they, they usually absorb young people through learnerships and internships, apprenticeships. We also work with different uh, SOEs. I mean, your ESCOM, Telcom, um, Transnet, Transnet Engineering. We work with SASOL. Um, in terms of the, pro- uh, the, 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 the banking sector, it's your FMB, EPSA, Standard Bank. Um, retail hospitality, your pick and pay, um, a boxer, spa, um, you name them. In the call center, obviously, I've mentioned your clientele, Hollard. Momentum is also part of our, our, our employers. Phantom, um, yeah, Hollard, I hope, yeah. And then in the technical engineering space, I mean, Discovery has got a, a program, a nice program that we, we're working with with our in- installation and, and, and repair and maintenance uh, candidates mm. in the automotive sector where people who actually insure their wheel, you know, these days you have to insure even your wheels for, for potholes and, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That's, that's, that's on another level. So these guys, um, they actually work as representatives at different tire wheels and tires um, to help you repair your tires. On behalf of, of of discovery, who is your your underwriter and things like that. So for the young people that are listening, what is some of the feedback? Because you guys say you've said that you help uh, young people to actually get ready for the world of work. Um, yes, from sir. from the interaction that you guys have with mm. um, the corporates, the SOEs, and government, what is some yes. of the feedback that you guys? Um, have had um, just ways that young people can actually better prepare themselves uh, for the working environment, for interviews, and the realities of what it means to be in employment? Sure, sure. Great stuff. First thing first, 
the CV has to be presentable. I mean, it goes without saying. A CV that mustn't have a cover page, for example. No photographs, unless if you are going for a modeling <laughs> or presenting, um, you know, position. But you don't need to have a, a photo, a photograph of of yourself in, in your CV. Keep it straight and simple. Not more than four pages. Yeah. Um, motivational letter increases your chances because that's your bio. You tell you tell the, the employer who you are. If you also you have volunteered because I mean according to the studies that they that they that were also released on volunteerism, you won't believe that somebody who has volunteered at a community based organization or a church for that matter for six months yeah. that is equivalent of somebody who has worked for six months. Oh wow! At APSA, at APSA you know, um, so a lot of young people take volunteering uh, for, granted, you know, yeah. for granted, but that, that's actually a way of opening doors for you because they are saying if somebody can give their time, wake up early every day for six months mm. without being paid. Mm. So now if we pay them for their work, it means now they will go extra mile. That's, that's the feedback that, that we get. Um, and then another thing, punctuality, I mean, you talked about the time, time keeping. I mean, there's no African time. That is fallacy. That is a myth. Um, if you want to make it ahead in life, um, you have to be punctual. You have to hustle. Um, you have to, I mean, know what you want, know how to sell yourself. You don't beat around the bush. I mean, even during an interview, things like, uh, you know, waiting to be offered for, I mean, a chair to sit down, putting your, your, your bag or handbag under the table, you know, as opposed to putting it on the on the table and showing how overconfident you are, <laughs> so you reserve yourself, but you sell yourself in a in a subtle, um, uh, resilient, and and you you maintain eye contact also uh, very important. We cannot overemphasize. Yeah. So yeah, that's the feedback basically that we we already know. It's just that we take it for granted that nah, they will understand. Even if I'm five minutes late, I use the taxi. So they will understand but but the thing is what makes you better if somebody comes 15 minutes 20 minutes for an interview before you they use the same taxi probably they stay far better from where you come from but yet they were on time what makes you special you know things like that and also on the reverse of that question because we yeah. we, we, we we we're looking that was how that was feedback from companies uh, but in yeah. terms of feedback from uh, the youth um yeah. i guess you know young people and their expectations um do you have anything that you take from young people to companies uh, just around recruitment processes and the like yeah so one of the key fundamental ones was distance between the work right yeah from where they stay so that's why companies came on board and said through arambe will recruit people who stay in their locality right so mm. for somebody who stays in Soweto, it's gotta be. I mean, businesses around Soweto, at least, or Jobek CBD, where it's a taxi, one taxi ride. In Pretoria, the same. If somebody comes from Mamelodi, they can work in uh, in Pretoria CBD, or if they come from Atresville, they can work in Centurion, or if from from Oliver. Things like that, keeping it closer to, to work, because part of the salaries that they get, the last thing that you want is for for somebody to cry over salaries. Yeah. Which is actually my other point. One of the, the the mistakes that young people make when they graduate out of varsity or when they complete their studies, it's, 
they want to be paid higher salaries. <laughs> but the reality is, you have got to start somewhere. That's the mm. message that we keep emphasizing, that there is no doctor who is practicing the best surgeon ever in the world who has never been an intern before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so, so those are the conversations that we have with them to say, start somewhere, even if you're in your IT degree, start somewhere, you know, a self-taker at pick and pay. For them, it's demeaning, but actually, it actually makes them to appreciate life more. It actually gives them the also entrepreneurial, uh, you know, skills because when you are in the retail space, there is no way that you cannot be an entrepreneur because you know stock taking, you know inventory, supply chain, you know about logistics, you know about pricing, you know inflation, things like that. That actually um, it gives you that gives you an advantage. I mean, I'll talk about somebody like Mr. Mosole. Um, if you Google uh, uh, Mike Mosole, for example, he he's. He's one of those guys who started as a cleaner at Pick and Pay. Now he's a yeah. multi-millionaire. Yeah. Uh, he's selling cleaning products for Pick and Pay. Yeah. Because he had to get into the system and understand how the system works. He was empowered through the Enterprise Supply uh, Development Initiative. And mm. that's how he got his business to, to start, through Pick and Pay initiatives. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the conversations that we, we say to young people. Don't sit at home or watch TV and think you'll get all the information from from your your the comfort of your your own home. I mean, even if I mean, I can even use an example because it's Easter time. I can use the the the, the, the woman with a blood of issue for twelve years. What happened? Um, she had to run after Jesus Christ after twelve years, <laughs> and then she was healed instantly. Yeah. yeah. So what makes you? What excuse do you have to sit at home and wait and say government this and yeah. this and that? You mm. know? Yeah. Mm. So, that was us on the line uh, with uh, Kahiso Munyati, who is from Harambe Youth Employment Accelerator. Um, a major takeaway um, from what he's saying is that you need to start somewhere. Young people are wanting to start their careers with high-paying salaries, and there's a bit of impatience that's being um, alluded to um, by Kahiso, just saying people need to start somewhere, understand the system, and appreciate life, what it means to be, you know, in business uh, to have a career and then build yourself up from there and after some time you might become a business person or an executive at that high high paying level but you have to start somewhere so that's us with harambe on the other side of this we get into some um local um help with the vits graduate recruitment program keep it locked this is the business buzz the, the business buzz Welcome back to the Business Buzz. It is our first uh, job show for 2019. And we just came from uh, talking to the team over at Harambe. And right now it's time for us uh, to actually look at some of the efforts um, that are being done locally on campus, um, just around helping you as uh, students or as possible graduates um, to actually find those opportunities and uh, progress your careers forward. I'm joined in studio uh, by the folks from the VITS uh, graduate recruitment program but before we get into that remember that you can keep in touch with us on facebook we are our fm that's voice of vits and you can also find our other facebook page that's the vits radio academy on twitter we're at uh, vow fm and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz so as i said i'm joined in studio by uh, justin uh, mokabuki and uh, tavis Pilane, who are both from uh, the vits graduate recruitment program how are you guys 
You're doing good, man, and yourself? Ah, doing all right. Um, so as I as we begin today's discussion, uh, please can you just uh, give us a little bit of a roundup, just around uh, what the graduate recruitment program is about and uh, what our objectives are. All right. Um, thanks for that question, and a very good morning to all our listeners on campus, and of course those who are driving and uh, listening to us all over the world. Uh, as they've mentioned, my name is Tabiso, and I work for the Graduate Recruitment Program, whereby we're based at the CCDU building on West Campus. So yeah. Which, you know, I'm sure everybody knows what CCDU is all about, but it stands for Counseling and Curious Development Unit. So what we do or deal with as the VITS graduate recruitment program is that we are the middlemen between students and companies. Yeah. So we uh, host companies on campus in terms of uh, career uh, career affairs, presentations, and all of that. And besides besides that, we also deal with um, you know we help students again with internships. If, for example, a company comes to us and say we are looking for certain students in a certain faculty then we send them that information yeah yeah so the idea behind us is employment between students and companies okay so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna bring justin in just to be like so for for students that are there why are graduate recruitment programs good you know because some people might be like ah but it might be just a six-month thing what security do i have you know stuff like that so why are graduate recruitment programs good for students, yeah, just um, it's it's good in a sense that um, you get to be exposed to these job opportunities, yeah, and um, at the same time you get to know as to when um, maybe your favorite company is coming or mm. the company that you actually look into work for, yeah, because we do have like career fairs. Mm. We normally post this information on social media. So um, you'll be updated as to what exactly that's going to help you. Yeah. You know, so career fairs, IT, engineering, you get to know as to what's happening. So graduate recruitment is the way to go. So what type of companies do you guys tend to deal with? And uh, most of the time, uh, what, uh, because I think we used to do a segment here on the business bus back in the day where we'd get um so we would get companies to let us know the opportunities and the like and we tended to find that there were certain types of companies that always had um graduate programs available and the like so from your experience um are you finding that their graduate programs like across the board accounting pharmacy law etc or is it just usually specific types of companies that are offering opportunities um you know, our doors are open to all the companies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's our policy. We are all open to all the companies mm. who want to come and advertise. But mostly it's like I could say the most companies that we have is like your powerhouses companies, your mm. PwC, KPMG, FNB, NetBank. So those are the ones who are in most occasion, they are frequently visiting us. They are frequently sending us information about wanting to come to campus and do presentations mm. or they ask us to send emailers and all of that. But I mean, we, you know, welcome our, our I mean, our doors are open to all the companies, I mean, and another thing that we are trying to implement also is to try to bring a lot of government departments on board and uh, NGOs as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
and in that how, how's the reception been because i think you know it's one thing for a company to say that they want to come and let's say do a presentation on uh, some opportunities and quite another for students to actually come and show some interest so our students actually coming to these uh, uh to some of the presentations or actually applying to the programs Oh, yeah, uh, definitely they do come because, I mean, if, let's say, maybe, for example, I mean, last week we hosted Goldman Sachs. Oh, wow. Uh, last week, Friday. Mm. Yes, last yeah. week, Friday. Yeah. They came and they had an afternoon presentation for from 5 till 7. And students, they pitched, you know, because, I mean, we also have to be there with the company reps when they come. So, I mean, it's it's not like a good turnout. They are there and, you know, and again, we also ask for like feedback from students. We'd send like a Google form and ask them, was it useful? Do you perhaps want to see something improving? And those kind of, you know, um, information we do get it. But yeah, the turn up is always good. That is why it's very important for the students to follow us on social media so Mm. they get to know about these presentations. Mm. Yeah. And how often do these things happen and how many jobs, fairs or career days do you guys have during the year? Um, we actually had one on the 4th of April, yeah. which was engineering career fair. Yeah. We're going to have another one on the 25th of April, yeah. uh, which is going to be IT and computer science, commerce and or general. So that's next week fair. Friday. Okay. Next week Thursday. Oh, I've got my dates wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, next week Thursday, yeah? Yes, and then we're going to have another one. Um, it's going to be like three, um, for three days, mm. accounting career fair, mm. uh, which is going to be on the 6th, uh, 7th, and the 9th. Of May? Yes. Okay. And then we're also going to have a general career fair where we're just going to invite like all the different companies, mm. like all of them. All companies are welcome to come. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be on the 18th, like second semester, second semester, sorry. Yeah. On the 18th of July. Okay. Yeah. So there's, so you guys, as long as people are at school, there's uh, something happening, perhaps every month or so. Yeah, yeah, because I mean we're trying to you know to keep the program fresh and running, and you know just to add to what Justin is saying about the the career fairs, for example, I mean. Uh, as you said, on the 25th, we'll have the IT and commerce fair. Um, we know that the companies will be coming there and trying specifically to look for students who are studying computer science and all of that. Mm. But then again, we are trying to encourage everyone, those BA students and mm. those medicine students, to go there and speak to these guys because even if at the end of the day the company reps or HR personnel are looking for computer science and whoever, at the end of the day, a certain company is not run by engineers only. So mm-hmm. if you know, a BA student goes there mm-hmm. and have a conversation with them and ask them about, do you have something on the side? Mm-hmm. You know, we also welcome those spaces and we also try to encourage the, the company reps that they mustn't shut them down. Mm-hmm. We know that the agenda of the day is to come and look for engineering students. However, it's very nice if you don't discourage them and tell them that okay go you know on our website actually we do have a post open we're looking for an hr assistant or a pr assistant because mm. you, know? you never know yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so you know we try to to yeah. you know uh, encourage spaces like that to happen and then because you guys are uh, because of your function do you guys also offer other types of services like uh, i don't know cv writing courses or how students can present themselves in interviews um grooming you know stuff like that do you guys offer those um services and is it free 
Everything is free. Everything is free. I mean, the, the the one that you're asking about, it's called GEM, which stands for Journey to Employability. So we yeah. run it throughout the whole year. Okay. So what we do is we ask company reps to mm. come to campus yeah. and do uh, presentations about how to write your CV, how to write your cover letter, yeah. how to manage your online presence. Because, I mean, to this day... Did you say manage your online presence? Yes. Wow, yeah. that's now a thing. Yeah, because, I mean, like, you know... Uh, LinkedIn. I mean, you know, I mean, to this day, some students that don't even know what is LinkedIn, what is the importance of having a LinkedIn account. Yeah. And, and again, you know, the advantage for managing your online presence uh, is you know i have a facebook account i have a twitter account it's my account yeah. but then at the end of the day when i apply to a certain company these days they no longer use my references first they'll go to my facebook account and see what i'm doing there yeah. i might be the perfect you know candidate and tick all their boxes but then whatever that i'm doing on facebook doesn't mm. match their company culture and then i'm out you know, so we try to make students that despite, you know, your Facebook being your private account, for the mere fact that it's public, it might, you know, jinx things for you when you want to enter the, the, the working environment. Mm. Check all the boxes and then whatever that you're doing there is because you're being, you know, a certain kind of a person or whatever, and then you can't find employment. Mm. That's actually quite deep. Yeah, so That's we try to teach deep. them about the importance of that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's basically jam. You need to employability. And and actually, in, in addition to this, we'll be having another one actually from uh, what's the company? I think it's called AVI yeah. on the 29th of April. Yeah. So they'll be coming here. Normally, we host the the, the presentations on campus during the lunch time from Goropos One to Goropos Two. Are these like big sessions? Uh, the 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 gem ones that you're talking about are they like big sessions in like a big auditorium, or is it usually like smaller? Uh, we use our our rooms in, in, in our building at CCTU. I mean, I think maximum we can take about close to 200 students. That's still a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 80, 80, 200 to 120, yeah. somewhere along there. So that's where we host them. Um, unless if a company requests that we book a venue for them, we also do that. So, uh, yeah, there's an, the next one is coming off, which students are going to be taught about managing your online presence. Uh-huh. So that's going to be on the 29th of this month. At our building, CCTU, West yeah. Campus, from Goropos 1 up until Goropos 2. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so Justin, do you guys have um, career assessments? Like, uh, I might come to your office and say, listen, I'm doing BA, these are all my subjects, what can I do with my life? Do you guys offer that service? Um, that's, that's not GRP, but yeah. that's... Um, Basically, GRP is under the umbrella of CCDU. Yeah. So CCDU do offer such um, career educating, you know, like career guidance. They mm. do have this career educators yeah. who get to sort of guide you as to what can you do. But that's not really GRP. But of course, GRP is under an umbrella of okay. CCDU. So the whole, uh, the whole career uh, department does offer those services but not specifically your unit yes okay okay i get that and because you guys are sort of acting as uh the way you described yourself in the beginning sort of as these middlemen between the companies interfacing with the students what challenges do you face 
uh, from that point of view, either from the companies or from students? Like, do students ever come asking difficult questions or do companies not understand? Like, whoa, 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 what are the challenges? Okay. Um, um I joined GRP this year. Yeah. So one of the things that were implemented uh, from the student side yeah. is the was that once you're a registered VC, you are automatically on on our database, if mm. you can put it that way. Yeah. So some of the challenges that we're getting is like when we send the information to students, you'll get an email immediately and saying, please unsubscribe <laughs> me from this thing, you know. <laughs> and then from the companies, again, some of the challenges that we'll be getting is like... Um, we came here for a presentation. Normally, again, we try to, you know, uh, not to, uh, how to put it, not, not to disrupt academics. Yeah, so yeah. normally companies, when they come, it's either in the evening, that yeah. you are from 5 o'clock to 7, yeah. or else during lunchtime. And during lunchtime, the turnout is not that good. Yeah. So sometimes companies will be complaining and say, I mean, we requested that we want to meet the students, of which we did send the information to students prior, mm-hmm. and we did remind us as well but then it's like the turn up is not that good mm, so that's because are, scheduling or, yeah, yeah some of the challenges or sometimes would send out uh <laughs> of which again this is the problem that we've tried to communicate with companies sometimes you know when they send information to us mm. um they do it in a way that it kind of like becomes impossible for students to apply for example they'd say like we want someone with distinctions everything and we know it's a bit difficult and then if students don't apply they'll be like we haven't received any applications from your students. <laughs> so we get those kind of, you know, uh, you know, emails or challenges. Yeah. 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 I, I guess that then, you know, begs the question, do you guys, um, I guess, um, offer any type of advice, you know, to the companies to say, you know, realistically, if you want to, if you want students to, to come to a presentation, rather do it in the evening or, you know, it will be very hard for you to get these types of students um, to apply. Why not open it up to, you know, something like that? Do you guys then offer that? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. We, we, we do. Uh, do you want to add on yeah. that, Justin? Um, so basically what we do is um, we try to make sure that they, like, apply on like on time. Mm. They let us know and also share the information, the content that mm. we can advertise on social media on time yeah so that students get to know that this event is going to happen on this day on this time because okay. if they just send it they're like yesterday and say we want this presentation happening tomorrow <laughs> you see that's a short notice yeah. and they're still going to complain and say but it's only like five students what what what's going on mm. you see so um we do try to advise them to apply on time and also share their social media content on time okay cool and also if i can just add to what justin is saying on the 29th of march we had a a function that we called recruiters breakfast where we invited company reps to come to campus yeah and we sat down and had a conversation and asked them what exactly are you looking for yeah are you looking for the degree or are you looking for the skills guess, you know the skills because sometimes you would find a company that says i'm looking for a bcom human resources whereas i've got a bcom in something else Mm. But I've got human resources as a major from first year till final year, and they yeah. still they don't take that student. So we try to you know to make them to make their jobs to be flexible. If uh, the student has got the module from first year till final year, it doesn't matter what the degree is written; they can do the job. 
And again, we try to make them to be, you know, as specific as they can be. Because, I mean, sometimes, you know, when you look at the job specifications, it's like, <laughs> you know, they'd be like, um, you know, sometimes it's just like, yeah, driver's license. Some students don't have a driver's license. And I mean, it's office work. Mm. from 7 to or from 8 to 5 it's mm. office work and they'll be like if you don't have a driver's license then you're out you know we try to make them to be flexible yeah yeah okay yeah. it's an interesting one it's an interesting one uh, but that was us uh, with uh, the team from the Vitz Graduate Recruitment Program uh, we're in studio with uh, Justin uh, Mokabuki and uh, Tabi Sompilane just letting us know about what's going on there uh, some interesting takeaways is just the fact that um, you know sometimes there can be tension uh, between you know what companies expect versus what students expect so it's nice having a translator in the middle you know helping to serve uh, the people uh, something that uh, Justin um, actually spoke about and I'm going to allow him to actually tell us is you need to be following them on social media to know about what's going to go on. So please can you just tell us how students can actually find you guys uh, once again physically and where they can follow you guys on social media. Okay, on social media, um, we have uh, our LinkedIn. Our LinkedIn. Mm. Um, on LinkedIn, we, uh, it's they can search Vets Graduate Recruitment yeah. Program. Yeah, that's us on LinkedIn, and then Instagram, it's Vets GRP. Okay, and then on Facebook, it's Vets Graduate Recruitment Program. Okay, so we are based uh, at um, Champ of Mind, just next to Champ of Minds. Yeah, CCDU. CCDU. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yes. that was us with them. Um, that's it in terms of our job show. On the other side of this, we come to the end. Keep it locked. This is The Business Buzz. The, the Business Buzz. That brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening to us today on this day's edition of The Business Buzz. Um, don't forget that you can uh, keep in touch with us on Facebook. We are VFM, that's Voice of Vits. And you can also find our other Facebook page, that's Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. And then on WhatsApp, that's 0840784912. And remember that podcasts of The Business Buzz Show are available on vits.journalism.co.za. So that's it in terms of our first jobs show for the year. Uh, we're talking to uh, people from organizations that are helping young people prepare for uh, the working environment. Uh, thank you so much uh, to our guests. We had uh, Kakiso from uh, Harambe Youth Employment uh, Accelerator together with uh, Justin Mokabuki and uh, Tavison Pilani from the VITS Graduate Recruitment Program. Let us know if you've ever used any of their services, uh, but otherwise that's it for tonight. Thank you to our amazing team, our technical producer, that's Kotluano Serame, and then our executive producer, uh, Simba Honde, together with our producer, Glory Mabuza. Don't miss the Business Buzz, same time, same place next week for more insight into the world of business. Next up on uh, the VFM lineup is Living Electro. Remember that the Business Buzz is sponsored by ABSA. From myself, Mudio Mob, Justice Gavaza, and the rest of the team, it's good evening and take care. More justice on the Business Buzz. The Business Buzz Podcast.